When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Always tell you guys out in front, me being, you know, you guys being our team, I always tell you guys what the standard is, what the objective is, and ultimately it's on you guys to meet that moment. And time and time again, they've done that um, since I got here. And uh, this was no different. Um, I've basically talked a lot about you know, if you throw a punch, you're going to be out of practice. And these two days are such a huge part of how we planned the entire training camp. Now, there's some speculation that Garrett Bradbury may have thrown a partial punch yesterday. Can you confirm or deny? Um, I saw it firsthand, and I did think from my uh, vantage point, which was full disclosure, not very close, I thought I saw an arm flailing. I thought okay. I saw I thought I saw an arm flailing. Was it flailing like with a fist attached to it, or that's was it what just I, flailing? I I saw something that looked like a punch that, um, but I could not tell. I was not close enough, and unfortunately, did not have the field glasses to confirm that the, that he made the requisite fist that would have had him removed. Um, if not from camp, probably just the entire league. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, there's some really good developments happening here. If I'm getting f bombs from Kirk and I'm getting mm-hmm. punches thrown from Garrett Bradbury. These are mm-hmm. these are good signs. Good I need some fight up front. Yeah, these are great problems. I need some. Yeah. I need a little edge to my quarterback. Yep. And I need a little little punch to my to my struggling center here. Absolutely. So I'm I'm very pleased. Um, yeah, and yet as we get into camp notes, I will say this: San Francisco's still tougher. Well, I think that's been apparent for they remain a long tougher time. in joint practices or games. <laughs> they remain tougher. Uh, this show, Daily Vikings Entertainment here on Purple Daily, presented by our friends at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 35G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed and AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system. That's right. I said triple camera system. Football. And an ultra-realistic, true-to-life visual power by Next Vision. Booming sound from dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. It's also the summer of Surly. Continuing oh. on here throughout the preseason oh. process. Eventually, it'll be the autumn of Surly, I guess, but we're not quite there we're yet. We're going to work on that one. Yeah. Hold Stop. off on that. But you know what? It is, as Phil just said, the summer of Surly, and that means that there are so many opportunities to enjoy Surly Brewing products. Your favorite beer, I am sure, right? Well, starting Saturday night, you're at the Vikings game. You want a, a cold one, right? 
you want a cold one? Well, may I may I introduce you to Before I Die, a Look beer that. that hopefully, hopefully. Oh no, his voice is oh, giving God. out, folks. He's gonna I'm, die. I'm, Take a sip. Take a <laughs> sip. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm 52. I might die. But anyway, before I die, we'll be making its uh, debut at a game uh, tomorrow night on Saturday. So before I, I die. And then I'm going to give you one more thing because this is a very exciting week. For the first time since 2006 at the Brew Hall, that's right, growlers are again for sale. Growlers mm. are back at Surly, and so and, and here's the best part. And Dex likes this, so they are not going to sell beers that that are sold in stores because that provides unnecessary competition. So if you go to the brew hall and you're like, "I really like this beer," do you have it in can somewhere? And they're like, "Oh, we don't." That's right. Get this growler filled up. This thing was full a couple days ago, and now it's empty. Surly, all over the place. Do you use a straw, or do you just uh, just pour it all over your head? beer glass i mean that's not a really a terrible idea but i did use a beer glass so all right let's get into judd's joint practice notes here from uh, the, mm-hmm. the second practice against the 49ers mm-hmm. and then later on we'll hit you with a random viking of the week but let's take out the college rule is it double wide or single spaced whatever oh, the notebook is you know what i'll show you i'll show you right here it's this so there doesn't look like there's very many notes on there yeah uh, this is Were just you one page. Yesterday? This is just one page, but let me show you. Let me show you, like, for instance, look at this one. Okay, look there at we this. Go. Oh, look at that okay. Scratch. All right. Hold on. There's All a right. formation on there. I don't know nope. if KOC would want you nope, showing that. No, you cannot see that. You cannot yeah. see that. Don't look. Cover your eyes. Shield your eyes, Matt Lafleur, because I know that you watch this show. Um, so, joint practices are nothing new, but I will. After observing how this was run, and this was the Vikings' second in two years, they had uh, the Denver Broncos in before a game, preseason game last year. Uh, This is the future. Uh, I would not be surprised if eventually, in the next couple years, we're down to two preseason games and a joint practice with a team that is going to come in and play you in one of those two games, or in the Vikings' case, you travel. They got so much more valuable work done in these two days and my opinion is they're probably not going to play any key starters skill position guys jefferson cousins cook blah 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 on saturday because they don't need to because they've got in a controlled environment in which they call a thud period how's football is that for a you thud. A, thud. A, thud. a thud now, now here's the difference thud. football thud is not a new term but what thud means is we don't tackle to the ground but you can hit the guy. So, like, like we are... You can pop we are going, him. Pop him. Exactly. Thud. Live thud. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw there was a, a Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Yep. Nick Bosa. Yep. Sometimes Nick I get Bosa, the Bosa's Joey, mixed up. Joey is on the Chargers. Yeah. So, so Nick, Nick popped a running back in the backfield, but didn't finish the tackle yesterday. Correct. Absolutely. Beating Christian Derrissaw very badly on that play. Uh, he did. He did, and it was shot from the stands beautifully. I mean, we can't shoot that, but the fans certainly do, and that, it was it was very intriguing. But so I would not expect to see any key players. You might see the first team O line again, uh, but I think the majority of key players are going to probably again for the second consecutive game sit out. And I think that the reasoning is they got the most important work in those two days, and those joint practices are far more valuable to actually doing work with your team 
than any game is. So, because I think there's, we should go deeper on that for a second. Because sure. I think, especially like Kellen Mond's a great example of, whoa, look at the last couple drives he had or whatever in a preseason game. Yeah. But obviously, the majority of fans are just watching preseason games. They, they don't have access to watch all the practices or they're not making it out there every day to, right. you know, the TCO Performance Center. So what is it about practice and specifically these joint practices that are better for the team to evaluate players than an actual game? Because what do you mean? Like, who cares right. what practice? We're talking about practice. So the, the games are, are good to evaluate bottom-of-the-depth chart guys. Uh, but as far as developing your actual team, and, and the team that come September 11th against the Packers is going to be the majority of what's important, the answer to your question is this. They can control situations. Because like a game flows like a game, like you don't know. And you hope, yeah. and you hope for, okay, we're, we're going to now practice our two-minute offense. Uh, but you don't know that you're going to get there. In this one, at the end of both practices, both teams did exactly that with Trey Lance, with Cousins, with their best players. Um, the, the issue with anything involving your most valuable players now in exhibition games is realistically, unless you, you go to the old school when there used to be four third game, play your first team for the entire first half, your guys are out so quick. Mm-hmm. So like Cousins... You literally say, okay, you're going to get three to six snaps. And then your night's done. In this, it's two hours. It's two hours of putting him in situations with a lot less fear of injury than games provide. And so that's why I think that this is actually a far more valuable teaching and learning tool for your most important players. Yep. So you're you're essentially creating pressure moments that that you don't really get when you take your starters out after the second series of a preseason game. You can it, you can manufacture situations that you'd like to see them play in. Exactly. And the problem is if Sean Mannion thrives in some in, in a game, okay, that's great. But what did you really learn that yeah. he might be a backup? So yes, this gives you an ability to to work on very specified agreed to by the coaches situational football, which is what you want, situational football. And this gives you that <laughs> okay, advantage. I'm getting choked up again. I, you know what? Full disclosure, because I like I to die. be, because I like to be. Uh, I'm phlegmy this morning, and I'm never phlegmy. Oh, I'll tell you what. I, I'm a little phlegmy this morning too. Can I tell a quick airplane story just oh, for a second? Yes, here? I love airplane stories. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I like do. Declan. And no, I, I like no, you can't. We're talking football, damn it. I do. I love them. So okay, so yesterday I'm 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 on this um, like two week Midwest swing for some company meetings, a family wedding in Milwaukee, and so it was a good time had by all. Th- some things learned and uh, and hopefully applied for Score North, etc. I'm flying back, four and a half hour flight from Chicago back to my home in the Pacific Northwest, and um, this is a this is one of those giant Delta planes with about forty rows, right, yeah. three on each side, and. And uh, it, it was said to be a full flight, but they closed the boarding doors. I'm in the window seat back in, like, row 29. Okay. And I think the only open seat on the plane was the middle seat next to me. Mm. Nice. Just jackpot, right? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Close the door. Close the yep. door. They close the door. They start handing out the headphones and oh, stuff. Oh, God, yes. And there is a man sitting in the aisle seat, too. So, he, so it's me, open middle seat, and then he's in the aisle seat. Okay. And I can see that he, he, I believe it was his wife, was sitting in the aisle across from him. Oh, no. 
So when the flight attendant walks by, he says, excuse me, do you mind if my wife moves to, to the seat next to me? Can she sit right next to me? And I'm like, I'm looking over. Oh, no. I didn't say anything, but I'm looking over like, you guys are already sitting next. To you. What? What? You're well, literally sitting next to each other. In the it's same like aisle, aisle and aisle. Yeah, aisle and right. aisle. Okay. Okay. Right. You need to be like touching keisters the whole for four and a half hours. Like, why would you not want? Oh, no. So she has extra space anyway. It's the same situation for her, right? She's either in an aisle or an aisle. Why would oh. you want to be cramped? And so not only does this happen, but he moves to the middle, and he was a little bit larger. So he's oh, like, moves no. to the middle, and he's crowding my space. This okay. is terrible. So, okay. I'm just sitting there. At that point, you've got to go take her aisle seat. Screw it. I thought about that, but I, then I'd have to, like, crawl over. I, I That was probably the play in retrospect. Well, you know say, what? Oh, if you guys don't want that aisle seat, then exactly. I will just I'll move to the you. aisle. Yes. And I, and I think I probably could have done that. But here's the worst part. So... About two and a half or three hours into the flight, this guy starts coughing. Now, he did have a mask on, and I do appreciate that. But I think he had a mask on because he knew he was sick. He started coughing about every 90 seconds or so. Oh, God. At one point, point, took a swig of Robitussin, the cough syrup you would take when you know you have a cough. I'm out. And then he starts blowing his nose into a handkerchief that he continues to pull out of his pocket, fold over, Blow his nose. Ten minutes later, pulls the same handkerchief out, blowing his nose, touching the, the touching the tray, touching the screen. Oh, this is awful. And I'm just Dude. crowded up against the window, trying to hide in my hooded sweatshirt. You so had I, to move. I, I'm probably going to die within three days is sure. what I'm saying. I probably guys. would have moved to the other aisle seat at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I would have just done a whole musical chairs. I would, I, I, as much as that's inconvenient Ask to go for to the you. bathroom, bring my backpack, yeah. and just come and sit down in that other aisle seat. Yes, I would have done that. Yeah. Oh, that's awful, though. Especially to get away from him. Like, that's him correct. specifically. No. It's correct. less about the space at that point. No, it's like, dude, terrible. stop coughing on everyone. Oh, my God. Well, and that's, that's rude. That's crude. Everything about that. And what you should have said, and, and this is uh, Dawn's big thing on flights, what you should have said is do not have her move because if this plane go- goes down, they're going to look at the seating chart. That's right. That's Dawn's thing. You've said that before. <laughs> That's Dawn's thing, yeah. and it's actually brilliant because yeah. it freezes everybody. They can't close the boarding door and then you have that. you get exposed to, oh, I'm gonna, let's move here. No, that's not how this works. Once the boarding door closes, just sit where you're – just sit. Just sit where you're assigned. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who, what, what do you, this, this, remember, I told you guys a story like I'd a be year mad. ago. I'd be this mad this happened one time. There was a guy. He was sitting next to me. And he wanted to he wanted to like move my bag yeah. further oh. back. Oh god! So that he could put his bag. No, absolutely so, so not. It was like he was trying to play. Him. And I said, "No, buddy." Or no, I think no. I think what it was. I'm sorry. He wanted me to swap seats with his friend, like four rows up. Yeah. But my bag was above where I was sitting. So and you- I said, if I move four rows up, I'm gonna have to wait for the whole plane to clear. You can't go backwards to get your bag. Right. So I'm going to have to wait for the whole plane to clear. Yeah. And I said, no, dude. I think you'll be fine for three hours without your friend. Unacceptable. Okay? Or when you're not 12 years old. That's what I was going to say. This is not grade no. school. This this is a large aircraft, and we're adults. Sit where you're supposed to sit. Because no. if, God forbid, the plane crashes, they're going to, to say, well, 3D, I guess she didn't get on the plane. Yeah. Mm. Dude. Well, I'll tell you no, what that's got me. What, what, what really got me through this flight, though, was scrolling through prize picks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So prize picks is a really easy and fun way to play fantasy sports. And uh, not only can you can you play NFL games and, you know, for instance, if 
If you feel like Judd is too negative on Kellen Mond, you could take the over on Kellen Mond passing yards, which he hit last week Tomorrow? on prize picks. You pick between two and five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. And you can combine sports, too. So you got the golf playoffs going on. you got NFL. You can uh, mix and match. Use promo code NORTH, and prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code NORTH, and prize picks will match your first deposit up to a hundo. I've seen a bunch of people sending me screenshots of uh, some nice wins last week on prize picks. Prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. Uh, another thing that could be beneficial during these final weeks of summer is if you have a sort of uh, murky lakeside area, Declan, yeah. what company can come in and save the day? Oh, Aquaside. I'm heading up to Shell Lake in Wisconsin in, in the Cheesehead Territory this weekend. It's an Aquaside Lake. Every time I dip my toes in there, I don't have to worry about stepping on any lake weed and algae because it has the Aquaside pellets in that water, which are a safe product registered with the EPA and DNR. They're located here in the Twin Cities in White Bear Lake. You can just order their on their website. It's Aquaside.com. Get rid of that nasty lake weed and algae. Go to Aquaside.com to learn more. Hey, tell the audience about Brainerd International Raceway here. I was up there for uh, for a few That's days. Right. Did not make it to BIR. Have been there before. It is a fantastic time. That's right. It's the uh, Lucas Oil Nationals this weekend at Brainerd International Raceway. Go and go and get up. You can still get up there. It's all right. It might be Friday, but you can still head up there. It's August 18th to the 21st. BIRMN.com for more tickets. You get a pit pass. You get to smell all that NOS and that fuel. We got a Too Fast, Too Furious review to do on Mackie and Judd today. Uh, and oh, yeah. Brainerd International, you can live too fast, too furious up there at Brainerd International Raceway. Get your tickets now, B-I-R-M-N dot com. All right, back to Judd's camp notes here. Camp notes. Camp note two is Phil's very... plain notes yeah. to Judd's camp yeah. notes. It is very important, and it's this. Nothing about these practices surprised me. So if you watch these or go back and uh, search Twitter for the countless amounts of nice film put on uh, by by the kind fans that actually uh, took uh, took plenty of shots of what was going on out there. Nothing surprised me, and here's why. Um, any weakness that we saw from the Vikings, and San Francisco did look like, the, as I said before, definitely the more physical, aggressive team. But any weakness that we saw from the Vikings was not, like, shockingly, oh, my God, I didn't expect that. Um, Bosa driving Darisaw back at one point is going to happen. Like, he's in his second year. He did not get dominated. Like, that clip is not indicative of the entire practices. Okay, that's a um, good distinction. So, that, that clip yes. is and Bosa's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, like Bosa's phenomenal. Exactly. And so, so um, the weaknesses that exist are pretty much, or I, I guess weaknesses slash question marks, are pretty much what you would expect. Um, the other thing, and this was confirmed, and I have said this since camp started, but it's true. If you watch offensively, the Vikings are a work in progress. There were some great catches. There were some great, I mean, Justin Jefferson, you guys, I can't describe this. This training camp's been phenomenal. It's unbelievable. He he made a catch uh, in the two-minute yesterday. He was out of bounds, but Kirk literally threw the ball up, and Jefferson, with, like, his left hand, just yeah. caught the ball. It was ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's inbounds, out of bounds. It was stupid. Good. Um, I do think that the that, that drive, which came towards the end of practice, was very instructional of what to expect, and it was this. Kirk hit, um, hit K.J. Osborne for, I think, a couple of fairly significant catches, Thielen for at least one, and then... Uh, hit Jefferson on a deep pass that went down to the five. Now, I think in real-life games, he probably scores there. But he didn't. The ball eventually got to the two, and the Vikings stalled and were stopped. But 
a lot of this is, I think, the fact that, and it's why I practice, like, these helped a lot. A lot of this is learning, too. So, like, I'm not like, oh, my God, they sucked in practice. You know, yes, they're a little bit slow at at times. I fully expect that they are going to be slow at at times uh, early in the season as well. But nothing that I saw, like, I'm not coming back now saying, well, Garrett Bradbury, I'd like to apologize. He's great. He's not. He is who he is. Uh, There are guys that are learning. There are veterans, especially Kirk, learning the system. Do I expect it to improve as the season progresses? Absolutely, I I do. And and I think that's a very encouraging statement. I know I'll get some grief. Oh, you don't believe in the Vikings. Okay. I think it's encouraging to say, I think we are seeing progression, and that's what this is going to take. No, I think this is what happens when you install new systems, and it it doesn't just, oh, they show up to training camp, and it clicks, and... Now the now the Rams in 2017 going from Jeff Fisher to Sean McVay, that clicked pretty instantaneously in that they were they went from being one of the two or three worst offenses in the league to being the highest scoring offense, and so it can be done. But I yes. want to say something real quick about about just like the things you learn and the things you 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 seek out knowledge on in training camp and these joint practices. So that video clip that you're talking about, and there's two or three of them that uh, the, again the media can't. The media is strongly encouraged and or told flat out, please do not put video clips It's the second, Phil. Okay. Um, But, of course, fans sitting 10 feet behind you in the stands, you can't police fans unless you want to grab everyone's phone on the way in, and they don't have the infrastructure to do that. Fans are putting out these clips, and there's three of them of Nick Bosa just absolutely trucking Christian Derrissaw. It was like a three-play sequence, a couple of sacks, a tackle for loss. And I saw, and I forget who it is, I think it was more than one, too, but it was a prominent blue checkmark national NFL talking head retweeted it. Not like an A-level, but I just recognized, you know, oh, it's someone that I follow on Twitter. Boy, this is, if you're looking to actually succeed on offense, you know, putting a left tackle one-on-one with Nick Bosa is not going to be, hey, guys, this is the exact scenario where you do put Christian Derrissaw one-on-one against Nick Bosa. In a game, do you think they're going to go into a game against San Francisco and spend a week game planning and say, all right, you're on an island by yourself with no <laughs> chipping or anything? Of course not. But right. in a joint practice, you want to find out, all right, let's Just, let's throw him to the wolves a little bit and see, can he handle Nick Bosa on his own? Yep. How, a, like, how does he, let, let this be a learning experience for him, right? It's exactly what you wanted to happen yesterday. Amen. That's exa- yes. Well, this is right. a losing strategy offensively. Well, KOC must not know what he's doing. No, he knows exactly what he's doing. Put him yes. on an island in a practice and see what happens. And and when you can do a late game drill, that is so much more of of value than trying to play Derisaw for like two series with Kirk. So it's absolutely ideal. Exactly right. Um, okay, defensive side of, of the ball. Now the Vikings are obviously making wholesale changes to the defensive scheme as well. That being said, I will say, and and I think I gave this to Declan as one of the five points that we talked about that I was looking forward to seeing in these joint practices. And one of them was how Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter worked together. I'm going to tell you right now. I'd say the things I was most encouraged about in these two days, one, Jefferson, because he just looks unbelievable. But in watching Zadarius and Daniil work off each other and we are going the one thing we're going to need to do as fans is not concern ourselves with who gets the sack or if it's a sack it's all about the pressures it's all about the pressures it's all about the game 
and how you play it. And if you get the pressures, guess what? You make everyone's life on your side of the football easier. And they looked, I thought, really good. And Zadarius Smith, at this point, looks totally back. Mm-hmm. Like, this mm-hmm. could this could be, and I think, so I think his contract looks good, but it's pretty much a prove-it type of, hey, you, you were hurt, we'll sign you, come yeah. on. Um, I sense, and this is a good thing with a guy like this, I sense there's a lot of, I'm going to show everybody, not in a negative way, but in a, I'm still really damn good way. Um, I I am more encouraged now coming out of these two practices, watching those two work in tandem, um, because it's coming closer to me to them both being, um, if not at their maximum strength from from you know three years, four years back, far closer to that than I thought might be possible. It might be hard for you to answer this just based on practice and one preseason game in which those guys didn't play, but. What to what extent, from what you've seen in these joint practices, is the pressure they are getting based on them just being Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith versus them playing in this particular Ed Donatel scheme? Um, I think it's a combination of both. To be fair, I, I think it's a combination yeah. of both because, and look, at times they stand up. At times, one one or both have their hands in the ground. Oh. At times, they're on left tackle. At times, it's right tackle. At, At times, times Zadarius is just standing on Daniil's shoulders. Exactly. It's crazy. It's a Superman thing. Um, that's very encouraging, though. That's incredibly encouraging. They did the dirty dancing thing, too. You know, yeah. At one point, like, Zadarius, oh, Zadarius kind of ran, and Daniil li- did the lift. Zadarius is hilarious, <laughs> who lift man. Who? I think, I think I think Zadarius has to be lifted by Daniil, right? I, I don't oh, know yeah. who would lift Daniil, probably. Also. Yeah, I wouldn't Daniil, want to put that strain on Zadarius' back. back, either. No, yeah. that's a good call. Be careful. His back. But that was, as far as the defense goes, that was encouraging. Uh, the defense was not great on Wednesday. I felt like they improved a bit on Thursday. Um, but I think it's the I think among all of the things that are going to be obvious when games start, it's that the offense is going to have to continue to learn the exact system O'Connell wants. But I will. But here here's the X factor that could beat the Packers. Uh, the X factor is very simple, you guys, uh, and this is where Kirk is going to have to be comfortable doing things Kirk does not ordinarily do. You have to throw the ball to Jefferson and trust him. Mm-hmm. Like this can't be, and I'm and I'm not saying be stupid, okay? But there there was a play, Exhibit A yesterday. It might have been in the two minute. I forget which one, but this is like this is this is the play. Um. Now, the pocket broke down fairly quickly, but it's going to break down. Like, that's just life. Um, Kirk had, I think, Thielen medium and Jefferson deep. And if he gets it to Jefferson and he's got the arm, it's a touchdown. He didn't go to Jefferson. Now, he would probably say he couldn't see him, but that's got to be worked on, and that's got to be a trust thing that he's going to be. That's That's why route running is so important. Because this is not backyard, hey, I couldn't see you down the field. This is, I know you're going to be there. I know that. I'm going to make the throw. So I do think that if you employ the fact that Jefferson is, I really believe, going to take another enormous step, which sounds weird, and also the fact that K.J. Osborne went from being um, a non-factor in 2020 to a very much a training camp surprise in 21 and then paid that off with a nice year, KJ Osborne from 21 to 22, you guys, is better. Mm. Like he is legit. 
He is a legit. There's going. There could easily be a debate if he continues on this track that he is the number two wow. at some point in time. Like he looks, he is well, and it would if he keeps ascending. If there's another level there, and you know, yep. Thielen with age and injury, I, he's probably kind of sliding more into that Larry Fitzgerald last few yeah. years of his career. Great possession guy, great red zone guy. I could see KJ Osborne being more valuable between the twenties, middle of the field, open space, and Thielen coming in still and just being an amazing inside the twenty red zone guy. Sure, yes, maybe that's the way this plays out. Absolutely. Uh, another thing that I'm very curious, and maybe you have some observations on this, uh, Declan tipped us off to a Mike McDaniel interview on the Levitard Podcast Network. I listened to that at the airport yesterday. It's yeah. excellent. It's awesome. And he just he it's goes in depth on his leadership style, his influences, the the scheme, and it's and some of these have different variants. But correct me if I'm wrong, but Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell kind of both come from that Shanahan tree of offense. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that they're running the exact same thing, but they come yes. from that tree. And McVeigh, and one of the key principles, they were asking him about some X's and O's stuff, and he said, it's re- like the offense is really predicated on making sure you maximize yards after the catch. Yeah. And so that's why he's high on Tua because Tua. You know, maybe two lax in some other areas, but he's pretty accurate intermediate. Well, right. Kirk is one of the most accurate throwers of the football when you give. And now, if it's a murky pocket, it gets weird. But if you give Kirk, if you give Kirk a window and two and a half seconds, you don't have to worry about him throwing behind a receiver very often, right? So, I'm curious as to how yards after the catch are going to be maximized with with this group. I think quite a bit. I think a lot. But the other thing too is an. This is where you're going to win games. If you can get the ball to Jefferson and you trust him and you trust the process, like you've got, I mean, Kirk's biggest fault is he often doesn't trust the process. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't see that exactly. It's like, okay, Justin Jefferson, I'm, t- I'm telling you, he's on the precipice, the precipice. He's not there of going as close to Moss as we've seen in this town. And I'm talking about Moss round one, Moss when Moss was at his best. Uh, this is as close as I've seen. We've seen Diggs. Diggs was really good. Diggs, Diggs is a star. Thielen, I never thought was as good as Diggs, but he was damn good. He was damn good. Um, Justin Jefferson, though, I mean, this camp was special. This camp was special. This when, when you watched him, especially against an opponent, when you watched what he did and the ease with which he does it, and again, I'll go back to what I told you guys two weeks ago. The way he works his craft is incredible. Like, this guy always seems to be working his craft. And that's where trust is going to have to come in. Because if Kirk is under pressure, and Jefferson is supposed to be uh, on a on a uh, a post route, and he's supposed to be at the 25-yard line, he'll probably almost certainly be there, and you have to trust the At that point, you have to trust him to throw the ball. I love this. I'm, just, this, I'm talking sight unseen. To together, but, you know. I'm, talking doing, I'm talking doing things that scare Kirk. That keep him up at night. But then on Sunday, he does them. It, and it might look clunky early here, but if and when it clicks, this is going to be just a much more high-powered offensive scheme than what we were watching. All right, Judd's camp notes. Continue. What else you got in that notebook? Was that uh, the last big bullet point there? That's the last big bullet point. Like, okay. like there there were small things. Um, I think it was in yesterday's practice, um, Andrew Booth, Junior, the second-round pick, who I thought had a tough preseason game debut on Sunday, uh, broke up a, pa- a, a pass play that you can find on Twitter. It's a gorgeous breakup. Um, again, I think that there is going to have to be a decision made um, 
especially with him, which is if Dantzler or Peterson get hurt, which is almost certainly going to happen to one of them at some point, do you uh, trust him to step in right now? And I would say this, from what I've seen in the training camp practices, the answer is more yes. The preseason game was rough, but again, I, I, I struggle with games because it felt like it felt like the officials were throwing in that particular game, uh, and it was the same crew that had been at TCO the previous week. It felt like they were throwing far more flags and illegal contact calls in the game than they had been in practice. Mm-hmm. So, like, you also have to judge about what you can get a- away with. Because the last thing that I want from a cornerback is saying, oh, screw it, I'll, I'll just try and be passive, right? Yeah, you get it. They're not going to call They're not going to call on every play. You can't have that. They might in September, though. Point of Point of clarification. Point of clarification. Right. How about that point of clarification? You mm-hmm. take that point of clarification. Uh, we do have some time here for a random Viking of the week. You guys thought you were going to escape it. I thought I was going to escape it. Then Declan no, came in no, before no, the show and said, oh, Mackie, you're going to sit in the hot seat. But this random Viking of the week, which is going to pit Judd versus Mackie. Oh, big stuff, big stuff. It's actually Judd versus Mackie and Declan. We tag team every other week or so. Uh, but this is presented by our friends at Equity Partners. So Equity Partners is all about making the house selling process 100% hassle-free for you. And that includes helping to maximize the value of your home through simple fixes, total remodels. When you partner with Equity Partners, they will fix up your home before you put it on the market, putting out the best version of your home. And when you partner with Equity Partners, you can put offers in on your next home, non-contingent on the sale of your current home. So no trying to match it up, all the pain in the butt. I'm, I talked to a friend who just bought a new place, and it's like, gosh, I mean, we're trying to line up the closing date with, we don't want much overlap. Learn more at equitypartnersmn.com, equitypartnersmn.com, or call 612-999-2244. All right, Dex. All right, let's do it. All right, this random Viking of the Week. I am the captain now. Uh, Mackie's being my, my, we're the young bucks here trying to uh, succeed Judd. That's the goal. That's the goal. All right. Uh, random Viking of the Week. This random Viking of the Week played college football in the SEC Conference. The SEC okay. Conference. I will say, I forgot to say this, that uh, Judd has a 31-16 to 16 lead on yeah, that's why we're Declan and now me combined. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Uh, this random Viking of the Week was a top 10 draft pick. Top 10 draft pick for this guy. He was a, like a top ten overall pick. Yes, uh, I'll guess. Pick. Okay, Troy Williamson. Okay, that's one guess for Judd. I got three. This random Viking of the week played in three playoff games. Three playoff games for this uh, random Viking week. Actually, and yeah, he was a Super Bowl champion. But he did not do anything. He wasn't active for that game, but he was a Super Bowl champion. He wasn't active. Huh? He wasn't active, but he did get a Super Bowl ring. Okay. This random Viking of the week had 4,000 yards in his career and 22 touchdowns. And just you're, and, the, and these are just yards. You're not specifying... And this kind of yards. random this Viking t- of the week had 193 first downs. <laughs> okay. This random Viking of the week offensive coordinators with the Vikings were Steve what, Looney oh. and Daryl Bevel. 
the Steve, is it Loney or Looney, Judd? Loney. Loney. Steve Loney. Steve Sorry, Loney. that was one there. 2005. Top 10 pick, though. This random Viking of the Week was the Orange Bowl MVP. He went to Florida. Okay. Oh, oh, there. oh. Oh. No. What? The Orange, Orange Bowl, Bowl MVP. He had, uh, let's see here. And he, went, he went off. At Florida? 159 so, yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, uh, Percy Harvin. He's not a top 10 pick. He's a nope. first round pick. He's 22 or 23, right? 21? So one guess Wait. for both of you here. Okay, so it's uh, so he went so he attended Florida mm-hmm. and was the MVP mm-hmm. Orange Bowl. He was six foot one, two hundred and ten pounds. After leaving the Vikings, he only had four yards in his NFL career. He played for two other teams afterwards. Oh, excuse me, three other teams afterwards, but he only had four yards after leaving the Vikings. He had four. Four yards total after. Jeez, jeez. So that 4,000 I said in his career, he only had four afterwards. Top 10 pick by someone. This random Viking <laughs> of the week. Struggling with this. This is good. This random Viking of the week was targeted 177 times in his Vikings career. All right. Um, I have no idea if this guy went to Florida. I have no idea, but no, he didn't. Did he play for children? Did he play for children in Bevel? Um, shoot, it's got okay. Michael Jenkins. This is bonkers, man. I, I can't. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I, there's a couple other Florida players, but they weren't top ten overall picks. This random. Like this is not a guess, but Cedric Faison was a Florida player, but he wasn't. He's was a third, yeah. fifth round pick or something. Well, and yeah, and. I might just wait for Judd to guess incorrectly yeah. a third yeah. time here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you keep guessing. I'm going to let him be the yodeler on Price is Right and go over the mountain. This right. random Viking of the Week caught touchdowns from Dante Culpepper, Tavares Jackson, Brad Johnson, Jeff Blake. Okay, it, is it Travis Taylor? Yes, Travis Taylor. Oh! <laughs> I had no idea he was a top ten pick or went to yep. Florida, but he was with. So he won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. Yeah, he's rookie year. He won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. Oh, he, was, he got oh, hurt. Man, but yes, Travis Taylor is your random Viking of the week. Wow, who got arrested with his mom on New Year's Eve in downtown in two thousand six and seven? His mom got into some type of, uh, I think, verbal dispute with the cops. He joined in, and they were both arrested. I mm. believe. Wow, Travis Taylor. All right, Dex, we're uh, we're closing the gap here, thirty-one to seventeen now. Andre <laughs> Allison and and uh, Travis Taylor are the last ones. This is a good mm-hmm. connection here. Took mm-hmm. me a while though. Damn, Travis Taylor. I legitimately had no idea he was a top ten overall pick. I had no idea either. The more you know. So, anyways, that victory right. right there for the Dex and Phil connection, presented by our friends also at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you are a business looking to Maybe have a better offensive line to help protect against risks on the horizon. Federated has over 100 years. They specialize in risk management, tools, and resources. You can find a full list of industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com, or you can also find information about your local marketing representative. These people are among the best in the business. Check them out at Federated 
Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, dudes, those are Judd's camp notes. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.